Ladies and gents, we are back. Filibuster Freestyle presents Little Low Country Boil, which means Southern Charm Season 6 breakdown of episodes 7 through 12 of the Bravo TV, parentheses, hit show, close quote, Southern Charm, presented by filibusterfreestyle.com on this little Sunday afternoon Southern Low Country Boil of Southern Charm. Dara Richie O'Brien will be joining us next. Here comes the theme song. But first, thanks for listening to the Filibuster Freestyle. Thanks for listening to our breakdown of Southern Charm amidst the other things we do, including our Best Man Speech podcasts, which also involve, you know, best women's speech, if you will. Some would call those maid of honor or matron of honor speeches, but I digress. Anyway, follow us on Instagram, at Filibuster Freestyle. You can follow me on Twitter, at Gavin Viano. Filibusterfreestyle.com, as I mentioned before, is where you can find us on the web. Subscribe on SoundCloud to the Filibuster Freestyle. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Just rate the show on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find the show. And for those of you who use droids instead of iPhones, Google Music Play, you can find and subscribe to the Filibuster Freestyle there as well. I'm pretty sure you can review it there as well and leave a rate in there too. That could be a complete fabrication. I'm not sure. Theme song's next. Dara Richie O'Brien, after that, talking about Southern Charm, Season 6, Episodes 7 through 12. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Filibuster, filibuster Watch freestyle. Watch out for the filibuster. 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 Filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. It's the filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. Ladies and gents, as promised... Dara Richie O'Brien joins us for some Southern Charm. Dara, how are you, first of all? I am great. I Last night on the way home from my sister's house, I stopped at a little place called John's Water Ice, which is a Philadelphia institution. Yes. And for those of you who don't know what water ice is, I don't know, look it up. It's awesome. It's like an Italian <laughs> ice for those of you who aren't from Philadelphia. Yes. Exactly, except here we call it water ice. Um, and anyway, John's has the best water ice in in the world. And so anyway, I got um, a quart of strawberry, quart of lime, and mixed up both of them with a little Tito's before this. So I am feeling great. Oh, man, what a, what a drink of summer. <laughs> Literally like summer in your mouth. It was amazing. First, you just you just hit a twofer right there. First of all, fake band name of the week: summer in your mouth. <laughs> uh, and unofficial sponsors the uh, sponsors of the week: Tito's vodka and of course John's water ice, or as you all say there, water ice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Filibuster uh, freestyle on fire as usual, Dara. Just quick housekeeping notes: uh, pundit Cindy Harrington unable to join us. We've been trying to do this pod for like two weeks. We've all had crazy schedules, so we're just going to do this the way we did it, like the first time we did this, and I'm, I'm feeling good about it. Yeah, I mean, this, the, the pre-Cindy days, this is this is what we used to do. Um, well, we did. So we'll just, yeah, we'll, we'll try and get through without her. It will not be the same. I don't, I don't know if anybody's ever actually said it out loud, but the reason that Cindy and I are together is because she heard me do this pod topic with you, and I think was like, <laughs> oh, this guy. <laughs> Fresh look at this guy. Right, right. So, like the you know, the reason people are like, man, you guys lambaste Southern charm every time you talk about it. Why do you keep putting yourself through it? I mean, little behind the scenes right there for everybody. So, 
And the first time I met Cindy was in Charleston, like where we were, we were literally in the belly of the beast, like doing a field trip. I mean, just all the stars aligned. Complete, completely. And so, but the good news is that, that you and I were just talking on the very brief pre-show about Bravo in general. And I, over the course of my summer break, have been converted to the Below Deck franchise, especially Below Deck Mediterranean with Captain Sandy. Is that her name? Yes, Captain Sandy. Mm-hmm. So, and you were saying, and you're right, that that show has never had a season which failed to deliver. Yeah, they've really got it down to a science now where, so on Below Deck Med, they have Kate, and Kate is meant for reality TV. Yes. Not Kate. Not Kate. What's her name? Hi. Hannah. Hannah. Hannah, Hannah, yeah. Yeah, Kate's on the other one. But right. Hannah is meant for reality TV. In past seasons, she has hooked up with guests. She's Ooh. hooked up with um, people on the crew. The crew, yep. Um, she, it's just she's just great, um, and she's got a very cheeky sense of humor, um, and it's just perfect for reality TV. Then on regular Below Deck, you have Kate, and Kate is the Hannah, and yes. she's. So great. Like, she's basically, like, has the wit of a gay man just in um, a woman's body. She's awesome. <laughs> okay, I'll take. I like that. <laughs> and um, and then Captain Lee is the captain on that, and he's so... Yeah, he's good. He's just a total bad you-know-what. And yeah. last season on that show, someone nearly died. Not kidding. Like, one of the crew members got swept off the boat. Oh, is that Joao? It was not Joao. It was, um, oh, God. I oh, yeah, because Joao's on, Joao's on Mediterranean, right. Anyway, so. Yeah. Nonetheless, whoever he was, he, he almost got his leg taken off and, like, bled out. Right. It was well, it's a, perfect, it's a perfect premise for an actual reality franchise that can actually give you new stuff every season because, you know, it is a bit of a dangerous job. You're dealing with really high-maintenance guests, and they're always different guests. I just saw former Red Sox and Yankees World Series champion Johnny Damon and his ridiculous crew on the boat last week. So, like, I'm basically making a slow public play that if and when we fully divorce ourselves from the Southern Charm cast, if they won't completely reboot the cast on their own and do us a favor, we might just move this Bravo talk to the the Below Deck franchise. Yeah, I'm here for it. I, I love it. It's always... Always delivers, and they just they change pretty much the cast every year, except for a few key people. You right, know, like, they have their formula. Yeah, they got the formula down. They're great. So I'm all in on it, and we'll talk more about it offline. But everybody, welcome to the production meeting. We'll start the show now. Um, so when last we left the the boys of Southern Charm, and I, I say boys, even though they're all over thirty. Um, they were in the woods camping on their way to Nashville for like a get Austin's mojo back party. However, I want to cover a couple headlines, Dara, that have happened in the last six weeks before we sequentially get into the Nashville trip in episode seven. Is that cool with you? Great. And these are all things you, me, and Cindy have texted each other over the past 10, 11 days. Number one, they are pushing Eliza Limehouse so hard they even gave her 14-year-old her boyfriend, who's 14 years older than her, Don, a job on Southern Charm. Yeah, and Don could not be less meant for reality TV, <laughs> in my opinion. 
if Hannah is supposed to be on reality TV, Don is not supposed to be. I right. Mean, but why are they pushing us on Eliza Limehouse? Is it because the rest of the cast is so darn boring? Is that it? I think they must... I don't know if... I can't tell if they thought she was going to be a bigger thing. Or maybe they just... Maybe they know something we don't yet and that we haven't seen on camera. Uh, I can't make heads or tails of it. Maybe they're trying to pull in that younger, younger demographic because they know. Yeah, I think that she's... This cast, right, isn't going isn't gonna to last much longer, but oof, yeah, tough. Correct. Okay, number two. This is a very much a throwaway line, but I wrote that... Do we kind of miss JD? <laughs> like... I- I mean, I don't know that I miss him, but I'm just saying, like, the fact that I even thought to ask the question out loud is bad. Um, <laughs> the next two have a little bit more meat in the bone. So I want to skip to, um, and we, we've already covered him already in this season, but Naomi's boyfriend, Matul, you're concerned. You had a great line relative to, are we sure she's not being held captive um, by yeah. Matul? Well, let's, let's just jump in right there. I'm getting like real like Ronnie and Sammy vibes from um, what's that show? Jersey Shore. <laughs> Jersey Shore. Woo, the Divas is going right to my head. Um, so yeah, I'm getting like Ronnie and Sammy vibes Ooh. where it's like very low key controlling, where yeah. it's like not out there, but it's almost like I don't know if it's. Matul that's necessarily doing it or she's just she's holding her herself captive like she is the one seems to be putting herself in this in this state where she's like I will never find anyone who's as good as he is and I need to learn to make Indian food I have to learn to meditate I have to I have to basically change everything about me because I'll never find anyone this good and I'm like um I mean I I can only go by what I see. Right. And is he attractive? Yes. But, I mean, he seems to not have a great personality. And he seems to be no fun. Yeah, he's definitely in the no fun zone. And whether he is controlling or not, to your point, and you just made it, she has made herself controlled in order to do what she thinks she needs to do to stay with him, which is no way to live one's life, especially forever. She's talking marriage. You can't fake it to make it for the rest of your life. Right. And it's just, I don't know. It's so weird. I wonder, I have to imagine Andy's going to ask this on the reunion, ask about this. Because it's just so bizarre. Is it? Go ahead. Sorry. I can't see everyone not noticing it. Like she... Yeah. I don't know. Is it is it out there in like the the Twitter sphere or like the kind of the blog land or the I don't know, you guys listen to different pods and stuff about reality TV like is anybody else mentioning this yet or you know, I I haven't heard it. it just everybody that I know that watches Southern Charm has the same take. Yeah, and it became um, it became really glaring when she didn't go on the ski trip because she didn't think Matul would like it, but like being on Southern Charm is her job. Right. And like, I love how the producers were like, okay, so for your penance, you have to meet up with Ashley. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, like, you still work for us, so you have to job. meet the person that nobody wants to film with. Thanks. Bye. Which we'll get exactly. into. Okay, so we'll get worried, but yes. like, we are, we are off the top a little bit worried about that, the, just the health of their relationship, even if it's just her own mental health that she's that kind of stressing on herself with, right? 
Right. Now, let's go all the way to pretty much the end of the Colorado trip because you had, or actually, you've had good lines on this, but your husband, who some folks would know from the world of Wine, Wild, and Dragons, Dan O'Brien, had a great quote about the friendly fire or lack thereof when Madison and Shep were fighting and she decided to accuse him of giving somebody venereal disease. She did it in the room with this person. Take it from there, Dara. We were watching this past week and even Dan and I, Dan who's watched Southern Charm before I even did, um, we were watching this week and we were like, all right, chlamydia, finally something's happening on this show. No one's been more excited about a venereal disease than Dan and I. We were like, yes, something is really going to happen this week. But as she's taking down Shep, she takes down poor Danny. In front of Danny, by the way. In front of Danny and says that Shep gave her chlamydia. And Dan said it was like that scene in A Few Good Men when... uh, Jack Nicholson is being questioned, and he's, who's going to stand on that wall? You, 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 Lieutenant Weinberg, to Kevin Pollack, who hasn't said a word in 20 minutes, and just, <laughs> and just, and just gets absolutely destroyed by Jack Nicholson. And so poor Danny was the Lieutenant Weinberg in situation. Yeah, Danny got absolutely, yeah, yeah. Danny got absolutely pepper sprayed. <laughs> By drive by, drive by, drive by pepper spray, uh, and sh- and just we'll get into it maybe later, maybe we won't. But Craig's face during that entire scene, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> and couldn't get out of a reclining position either. Couldn't bother. Just loved it. Just loved it so much. He he ate it all up. All right, now that we've done all that. Let's go back to episode seven. I have. Literally five words I wrote down on that one because I kind of fell asleep watching it. The boys go to Nashville. Any highlights from that for you? I think like Austin and Craig get into it. uh, Sorry, Austin and Shep get into a little bit in the bar there. That's all I really remember from that one. Yeah, they get into it at the bar. At one point, Austin's just outside talking to some random girl. I guess he's smoking or something. Just about how much he misses his girlfriend. That that always goes over well when you're trying to hit on ladies. I thought that was funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's not going to work. <laughs> um, I just wrote that this trip seems like no fun. Like, nobody seems like they're having fun. And to liken it to another TV show. So, I don't know if you ever watched Flipping Out with Jeff Lewis. Um, it's another Bravo show. And Cindy will know it. And the last season, I was like, no one's having any fun. I don't want to be here. And that's how I felt on this trip. Like, they weren't even having fun with each other. They no. weren't having fun at all. Like, nobody was having fun. It just felt... Uh, yeah, there is know. not a group that has gelled more so over the years. Yeah. And Whitney, it, poor Whitney gets forced onto all these trips that he clearly does not want to be on. And I'm just wondering if they bring him on there for, like, quality control to make sure something happens. I don't know. Yeah, except he doesn't want any of his business out there. So it's, why are you here? You're literally doing the least here of anyone. Right. I like, don't know. You're you're part of the problem right now, Whitney. You know? I mean, on right. that trip, certainly, you know? Um, and it's weird, too. One weird dynamic is that the one time that Whitney and Shep seem to always unify on is, like, we are both wealthy by inheritance, and that makes us a team and better than everybody else. Yeah, I, I think I think it was Craig had like a good good line on this episode about 
them earning it. Like, I forget what it, what it was. He said like, yeah, I have earned the right to whatever. And Craig said something at dinner, like to Austin. I don't know about earning it, <laughs> which was a nice slam uh, because it's like the entitlement is so beyond at this point, because it's like, not only have the two of them grown up with ridiculous means and opportunity and all of that. But now on top of that, they've been famous for 10 years. So they're even more insufferable and entitled. Right. At least the last piece of it they did on their own. But like uh, somebody once said to me, and it was a really good line, there's nothing wrong with being born on third base. The problem is acting like you hit the triple. (laughs) Oh, that's such a good line. I'm going to take that. That's a really good line. Yeah. Yeah. A guy who's a guy who I'm friendly with down here, who's a North Carolina native, told me that once, and I I thought it was a fantastic line. So a yeah, little that a little sums it up. Yeah, yeah a little North Carolina, a little North Carolina advice for some South Carolina, you know, trust fund guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> yeah, I mean that that episode seemed to be a complete throwaway, unless you get anything else that that basically just punted to Cameron's birthday in episode eight. Yeah, a couple of other notes I had was that Craig orders um, double RBEs, Red Bull vodkas at the bar, which couldn't be a more Craig drink. I thought that was funny. That's on brand. It's on brand for Craig. Uh, very, very on brand. Um, and then this was also when Kat was having her Me Too dinner, as I forget, I think somebody called it that because it was all the women at the house. And she said, Usually I do these men's dinners. I'm having all of the ladies over. Like, no one reads the temperature of the room better than Pat. She's like, I gotta pivot from these guys that I've been hanging out with. Women are on the on the rise. Right. I gotta start having a women's dinner. Um, but it was basically, I don't know, a lot of Cam justifying Chef's bad behavior. And that's the problem too. You Which know? is interesting. A lot of these themes are not aging well. Right. And by the time we get to the end of Colorado, it seems like Cam's kind of finally done with it a little bit. Yeah, I think she's a little slower on the uptake than Pat, but even she knows like, eh, this isn't going well. Right. Especially in as you mentioned, the climate that has completely shifted publicly since the show started to now. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's a bad side of the fence to still be on, uh, defending and enabling privileged rich white dudes. Right, exactly. Who are, fa- who are famous and use their fame to be lecherous at times, allegedly, exactly. or not allegedly, I don't know, whatever gets me out of trouble. Anyway, um, <laughs> but... Like, I know that Thomas, like, they're all like, uh, Thomas, but, like... Uh, how far are you from being Thomas? Like, you know what I mean? I know you haven't done anything illegal as far as we know, right? Or anything like that. But, like, the behavior that led Thomas to do what he did, that, that was that that was him, you know, 15 years ago. Right, that right? was like, Shep. Just, that was Shep yeah. 15 years ago, right. Exactly. So it's like, I don't know. We're I think it's just funny that they have no self-awareness. I feel like they've just... Especially Shep has complete lack of self-awareness. Yeah, like not to jump around too much, but when he was on Watch What Happens Live and basically yes. defended calling Madison, you know, white trash hairdresser, and then I think he at least was like, well, I shouldn't have mentioned her occupation, but she's still white trash, or maybe it was vice versa, but, you know, yeah. not, read the room, dude. <laughs> read the room, no self-awareness. So, yeah, and then in this episode, I think, is when um, Shep gets his dog, his new dog. Oh, Craig. the new dog named Craig, right, which is yes. fantastic for a number of <laughs> which reasons. Which is funny. Yeah, that is funny, actually. Yeah, I do love that real Craig likes that Shep's dog is little Craig, Ash slash Craig, so that's good. 
Right. Um, so, so Cam's 35th birthday episode is episode 8. Craig flips out on Austin for listening to Chelsea about trying to fix his life and go home from the bar at 11. Um, what were your initial, <laughs> initial thoughts of that? Like, Craig is, he's got a screw loose. He's, he's hearkening back to, remember this season that he, and I don't know, maybe this was before you watched it, Gab, but there was a season where it was very obvious that Craig was partying. staying up, yeah, staying up very late all the time. Yeah, I'm, that was a season before you, you wrote me in. Uh, I think that was yeah. the season that made you feel like it was a podcast worthy show, you know, so that's cool. Yeah. He was like at the end of the season. He goes back to Delaware. Like he had to. Yeah, they had to send him home. home. Right. (laughs) Take a break. Like production, I think, shut him down. And then he came back the next season with Naomi, and it was like you know, new Craig. But it it it's starting to feel that way a little bit. Mm. Not so much with the. I don't know about any sort of extracurricular extracurricular substances that might make him stay up late, but like definitely with the booze. Right, he seems to be really into the like. Again, we've all been there, but those but those sure. Bud Lights go down really quickly. A double Red Bull and vodka is an aggressive drink because a Red Bull and vodka at that age is an aggressive drink. Seriously, so, my heart would beat out of my chest. I wouldn't sleep for three days. Million percent. But I think, yeah, that's what he wants. I don't know. Yeah. So I think that he's got like wet brain. Like, you know, when he just, he, he needs to dry out a little bit because he's not seeing things clearly. Like the fact that he was so irritated about like Austin going home early or whatever. It's just, it was just a weird overreaction. I can understand what he was saying. Like, why are you letting Naomi or not Naomi Chelsea, like run you, but like, why do you care? And like, why do you care so much about who Austin sleeps with? Like, why do they all care? Also like Chelsea at this point is just kind of like Austin's like friend slash coworker. So like, Uh it's not like he's whipped. It's like a person who cares about him is like, well, if you really want to make your life better, maybe don't hang out with Craig and get hammered every night till 3 a.m. Like, pretty good advice. (laughs) Exactly. And he just doesn't like it because then that means he should be looking in the mirror, too. And he doesn't want to. He definitely doesn't want to do that. And I do think a lot of his his irritation, and he gets super irritated about the littlest things, like on the bus at the airport in Colorado. Yeah. For nothing. And I'm wondering if it's because, like, he... Maybe I don't want to be a jerk, but like, is he either already inebriated or he needs to get drinking again? Because you know, if you drink all day every day, and I'm not saying that Craig does or doesn't when they film this, but you are pretty much are in a bad mood either when the booze hits too much or yes. when you haven't had enough booze and you're in withdrawal. I mean, I'm just saying. Then totally, you're a hundred percent right. He gets that's exactly so, what it is. So irritated about nothing. Yes, that's and, totally what it is. He needs to dry out. So that's not good. Um. But who who didn't dry out on that day in particular, and she was entitled, was the birthday girl. Cameron got annihilated at her party. What's better than drunk Cam? Like for Nothing. as little as she gives us the other nine episodes of the season, I mean, I am here for her when she drinks. She's so fun. She's so fun. Um, mm-hmm. It's nice seeing that. It's too bad that that was like basically a very fleeting glimpse into. You know, three episodes later, she's basically, I think, retiring from the show on camera. <laughs> yeah, she was like, I don't want to do these trips anymore. I miss my daughter too much. We're like, okay, then. <laughs> Again, this is your job. So mm-hmm. what would you say you do here? You have to film with Ashley. Um, <laughs> right. So a couple other things. Um, Chelsea also got hammed at the party. 
ate, <laughs> ate cake with a knife, which is, you know, I can think a butcher's knife, whatever, it's fine. Um, Cameron gets to see Matul, I think. She's just way too into Matul, but it's fine, it's good, it's cute. Um, yeah. We do learn that Eliza's boyfriend is 14 years older than her. Craig is slamming Fireball from the bottle. Uh, that's my footnote to the point we made two minutes ago. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, that pretty much sums up the entire episode. I do have a note that Craig and his Nantucket Reds and his blue cable knit sweater was a fire look. That that oh. even even while he was berating people, he did look handsome. Oh, aesthetically pleasing is Craig's middle name. I mean, he's aesthetically pleasing. Um, and he still thinks he's one of the best things to ever happen tonight, Naomi. And I just wrote, how is he still this delusional? <laughs> Really warped sense of reality. He's got to dry out. But if by if by you dated you dated a thirsty woman in Naomi and got her on this show as a full time cast member, then maybe he actually is crazy like a fox and right that he is the best thing to happen to Naomi. Ooh. Well, you know what? That is a hot take, and I'm not mad at it. You might be right. Literally didn't have that written down. Decided on that right now, and I might not be wrong. So yeah, maybe he didn't know that he was right, but he maybe had a point. You know. Okay, so episode nine, Ashley returns to Southern Charm, and Chelsea's face in the promo going, ah, is amazing. I have to say that this just tickled my funny bone for all the wrong reasons. Like, I think they wanted it to be really dramatic and like whatever, but literally everyone scurrying away like cockroaches when she showed up was so funny. Craig starts talking to the caterers. He's like, oh, that's a nice setup you got here. I'm like, I'm dying. Craig, I think, it's in my notes and I don't want to find it. I'll see it in a minute. But he literally says, I'm just going to talk to you guys because I don't want to talk to her. That is literally picked up by the mics. That's so funny. It just was hilarious. And, and she is cuckoo. Bananas. Like, she is, is just nuts. as batshit insane, excuse my French, as, as ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Lord. I don't even know where to start with her. Let's do a quick, because that was the promo. Let's do a quick, the beginning of the episode, we, we learn more about Eliza. She worked at the Meeting Street Inn, or her family runs it. And my question actually is, did you and Dan stay there? No, we stayed at the King Charles Inn, which was much nicer, seemingly, than what was happening in there. I looked a little... Got it. Got it. Dodgy. And so she's having a skeet shooting party, which is what Ashley shows up to, because the fox hunt is canceled. Hashtag first world problems. Um, Also, we get a bar class with Austin and Catherine and maybe Chelsea? And Catherine is super flexible, and Austin is not, which I can relate to. Yeah, doing uh, nothing will bring um, a man down more than trying to do a bar class. Yeah, yoga yoga or bar classes, holy cow, those are just... Yeah, a lot of core. Humbling. A lot of core, a lot of small, small movements, torture. Incredibly humbling. Um... So this episode also sees Shep and Cameron trying to get Naomi to come to Colorado, which is when our bells first started going off, that maybe she is either in a self-imposed or not self-imposed controlling relationship. Um, We got Whitney, Michael, and Austin chilling at Pat's house. Austin calls Craig an Irish wish or something when they speak about banshees, and Craig's response is, I'm Dutch. 
Um, oh, Irish witch. Sorry. Nice one, Craig. Um, Craig and Naomi have their like fifth the talk. But let's yes. let's get into the meat and potatoes. Ashley shows up. Her exchange with Shep is everything. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, just the whole thing. Look, I'm glad that they finally sat down and had some sort of discussion because obviously he felt like he needed it or whatever. And he seemed sober enough that it was productive. Um, so I guess that's something. But then still, she doesn't go on the trip. So it's like, what is even the point? They had a trip. They had a conversation, and yet still, you're not going on the trip. Right. That's weird. Which is like, okay, so you'll you'll do anything to be on the show, but now that you're a full cast member, you won't go on the trip. Right. Okay. It's. Yeah. I, Duly noted. Duly yeah. noted. You better be in a really interesting relationship moving forward because you're not giving us enough. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, yeah, Craig totally, like you said, walks away from Ashley, talks to caterers. Chef kind of does like a half stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is great. Ashley, yeah. Ashley kind of um, – Oh, I have it. I have it here. I wrote, Craig just ices her and keeps walking and talks to the barbecue people saying, I'm just going to act like I'm talking to you guys. Close quote. <laughs> I literally I'm clapping out loud. Said, this is a nice setup you have here. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that was so funny. Fantastic so funny. Then, then she goes in and hugs Danny. Yeah, she gives Danny a kiss like... on the cheek. <laughs> Danny was just standing there, like completely frozen, with deer in the headlights. Look, so funny. She just leaned in um, for the old cheek kiss of her, like a lady who hates her, and yelled at her. Yeah, and then they start to get into it with Ashley, who's like, "Look, guys, I just really want there to be peace, and I just, I don't know. Like, I was being brainwashed too. Tries to take that approach. The old, like, I was part I was of the being cult. Yeah, too. yeah, and everyone's like." weren't you just talking trash on us on Twitter like last week? And she was like, well. That was one time. <laughs> yeah, it's just so great. And I, the girl Madison, yes. not the Madison with blonde hair, but Dark Madison, hair Madison. with Catherine yeah. from Gwen's. She was like, <laughs> she was the all-star of that whole thing. She, her faces, her reaction oh, shots. Yeah. She, <laughs> she really great. stepped up. I actually wrote, because these two sentences were strung together. Um, Ashley kisses Danny on the cheek. We covered that. Period. Next sentence. Tell some lady Madison to, quote, shut her mouth within five minutes and then gets into a fight with Whitney. <laughs> like her first three things after talking to Shep awkwardly are kisses a lady who hates her, screams at some extra, screams at the producer of the show. <laughs> it was just so good. It yeah. really was. To which it was I, what we needed. Yeah, we needed it. To which I wrote, Eliza invites the lady over and then just watches the car crash. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't throw her a bone at all. And she's like, oh, I didn't know it was this bad. It's like, did you not watch season, did you not watch season five? Like, what do you? Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's a small town. So, um, right. and yeah, so Cam literally writes, why'd you tweet two weeks ago that we're all losers? <laughs> <laughs> So I guess my question for you, Dara, is why does this lady still live in Charleston? Does she even still live it there now that the show's been filmed, or is she gone now, or what's up? You know, I don't know. I probably should do, like, an Instagram deep dive on her. I, I was following her on Instagram for a little while, but she was so thin 
and just like so frightening looking after a while. Like she had just clearly was just yeah not doing well. It was like towards the end of her relationship with Thomas, I was like, this isn't even fun. I don't even want to be here. Yeah, you can't even like hate. Um, you can't even like hate follow her. Yeah. No, it was like sad. So I don't even know. I don't know why she would stay in Charleston. Unless she just had the hopes of kind of getting on this show. Because I can't imagine she can, I don't know, who she friends with. How, who does she go out with? And uh, I guess there's always somebody, but. There's always somebody. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, I don't know. I'm not, I'm just not here for it. Like, it was funny to see those things happen. But I'm just not here for Ashley getting screen time. Yeah. Now, what I've learned subsequently, you know, three, four weeks later now is, this is all building up to apparently some other dumb polo match where her and Catherine are going to be face to face. They've they've now teased that for I think next week, um, mm-hmm. or maybe it's two weeks from now because they'll probably try to milk it out. But um, you know, clearly, maybe maybe they feel like they can get one more good, you know, keep people involved and interested to see how that one goes down. And yeah, yeah, that's what they're trying to do, I guess. But but I'm not here for it because I don't really need it. Um, so episode 10, they go to the Rocky Mountains by the end of it. But the beginning of it, they're still in Charleston. Shep buys a three-and-a-half-acre piece, piece of land, and Cam goes with him and says, nope, this is a bad piece of land. Yeah, I know. I, I, I don't know what was... I don't know. Again, I was like, I don't care, Shep. Right. Well, the point. I think the point of that actual scene filming was for her to tell... Shep, that she invited Madison of Medicine fame to Colorado. Which, okay, good. That was the setup. That was the setup. I forgot that. That's and that's the only the reason, yeah. So, um, before we get into that, we're still in Charleston. Matul and Naomi wear the same outfit to breakfast, which he blamed her for. <laughs> he blamed her for it. Then he shamed her for trying to get a Rice Krispie treat or a cookie or something. That was good. Yep, um, yep. Nothing like some fat shaming after making her feel bad for wearing clothes that she had no idea you were wearing, too. Yeah. Um, he's a real gem. Real gem. Yeah, I'm telling and you. And then she basically says, I'm not going to go on the trip. And he was like... Why? It was like, yeah. Yeah. It was... He just, like, made... Her, didn't have the right react. He's like, well, it's just, you're just being respectful to me. I don't like, it was just a bizarre, the whole thing was bizarre. I'm going to be like, you know what? Stop filming. Like you're not doing yourself any favor. No, here. you should pull a Jason and Jason Wimberly and not be on the show. Jason ice Wimberly to you. Yeah. Cause guess what? Jason can be a total douche. For all we know, he's not because I see enough of them. Like, on Instagram. <laughs> sure. But Jason ice Wimberly could be a total Matul, but we wouldn't know it cause he's not on. So it's like you, there's this air of mystery where we're like, Jason must be amazing. Um, yeah, for sure. And, oh, and then the other, the other thing I heard too. So, um, you know, Dave and Trish Lord who live down in, um, Holly's yeah. Island. Sure. Yeah. So they were in Charleston a couple weeks ago, maybe like two weeks ago. Um, when Austin had, maybe it was last weekend when he had his like beer opening. I don't, I don't even know what that even means. I, I think he has enough that he could go to a place and like put it on tap. Like, Got it's it. not like he opened a restaurant or anything, but, um, it was at some bar. And so they saw all the cast members going in and I was like, and she sent a picture of Naomi and the tool 
And I was like, was he berating her on the way in? Could you tell? And she was like, he walked uh, half a block in front of her the entire time and was on his phone. I was like, mm, that sounds great. That sounds about sounds right. Really. <laughs> sounds about right, yeah. So, wow, that's not, that doesn't seem great. No. That's good boots on the ground uh, info right there, by the way. Yes, yeah, some good boots. <laughs> nice work. I'll send, you the fuzz, I'll send you the fuzzy picture after this for the show notes. <laughs> Can't wait to, yeah, maybe I'll throw that on the old website. Um, Philistafreestyle.com, by the way, everybody. Anyway, um, so we get a really interesting little cameo that then comes back around towards the end of episode 12 of Shep's buddy from college, Jerry, who's apparently a wildly successful businessman. And Jerry's going to try to help Craig scale his pillow business. Yeah, it was it was interesting uh, cameo and scene. Um, yes, I guess. Yeah. Now I wonder if Jerry is really helping him. I feel like I did see on some like his Instagram, somebody's Instagram, that Jerry has actually taken on this work. Like, oh, I think Jerry actually is helping. Yeah, I think Jerry's all in yeah. on, like, Team Craig cash cow, you know, which is fine. Like, Craig needs the help. Yeah. He literally needs well, a, yeah, a, woman to, a woman to be his assistant for, like, being alive. So, like, yeah, he needs a business <laughs> partner he can trust. Yeah, because he will get robbed blind if it's something he doesn't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even saying, I'm not, I'm not vouching for Jerry. I'm just saying at least Jerry, like, knows Craig's parents. You know what I mean? <laughs> So then we have a, an interesting scene, which again is is I think one of the most most interesting things that I didn't think would need to be interesting. But Whitney basically to completely denies to Catherine's face that they hooked up when she would either know or not know that happened because she would have been there. How bizarre was that? Our interpretation of events is different. And then they just sat there drinking their juices after that. I was like. What is happening? Like, I guess they must have. They had like some. They must have had some agreement to like not mention it or like I don't know whether it was spoken or unspoken. And obviously she spoke it anyway. But I mean, once it's out of the bag, buddy, like I, I, yeah, you got to start owning go it. it. Yeah, it's so weird. You just got to. Plus, she is like she has texts. You know, like. She, she's right. all the facts are on her side, Whitney. Like, what are you doing? You got to own it. You're 50 years old. Just own it. Yeah, it's so weird. I don't know if it's like because of the Thomas thing, but like, who cares? They haven't been together in a hundred years. He probably just was afraid Catherine was going to turn up pregnant or something. And try to, oh my and god! Try to saddle up with him or something. I don't know. It's really strange, though. That would be a heck of a move. Um, by the way, I'm not sure if we had a chance to mention this on our last version of this podcast, but. Since then, we found out that Whitney is the half-brother of former MTV VJ Serena Allschultz. Is that correct? Yes, which is remarkable. So wild. So, uh, yeah. So it must be like one of Pat's husband's kids. With a different right? woman. With a different woman. Or, or no, wait, wait. Pat's child. It's either Pat's... Pat only had Whitney. Okay, That's so it's one of Pat's... One of Pat's ex-husband's current or former wives had... A baby named yeah. Serena Allshells who became on MTV News. Got it. Right. Because they have the same last name, Pat and Serena. So. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. She's Pat Allshell. And so it must have been whoever she was married to last that. Was, was a child from like a first, wa- first marriage. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Well, anyway, that's probably more interesting than anything else. You know what I mean? 
true. <laughs> so we, we get Austin and his parents having dinner in which he plants the seeds for a THC laced dinner in Colorado because weed is legal there. Um, right. Craig and Whitney get into it over Catherine. Whitney calls him crazy. This is actually, I think I took notes that like we're in Colorado or maybe we're seeing scenes from the next and I might have been asleep on the couch so I woke up, but Shep and Austin are high as kites and Craig's saying, you know, or uh, Craig and Whitney are in a fight and somehow uh, Craig, Shep yells, he smelled his D, which is the line of the year. Uh, and I, I just, I, I, my hot take is that Shep's dating show should have been in Colorado and he should have been stoned the whole time. I mean, High Shep is is just like Drunk Cameron is our best Cameron. High Shep is our best Shep. Yeah, he's he's High, high Shep is high comedy. Re- yes. Regular Shep is boring and borderline awful. Yes, like I yeah, because you know his pretenses are a lot. It's like he lets go of them when he's high because he doesn't have the wherewithal to keep them up anymore. So right, better. right, exactly. I just want to point out again. So those listening, it is legal in Colorado, so the show filmed there, and you know, I'm just commenting on what happened. Anyway, um, so the second part of that episode, or maybe going into episode 11, and again, it was fuzzy because I was doing a lot of sleeping when we got back from Europe because I was jet lagged. But yes, um, let's talk about. We already mentioned Craig's airport temper tantrum, but let's talk about Catherine's red ski suit. Holy cow. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was such a moment. Like, all season, I'm like, who is dressing her? I don't know who they think she is. She's dressing 30 years older than she is. But the red ski suit, I was here for it. Back on. Such a look. (laughs) Such a Luke. Such a Luke. So that was great. Um, They did a really good job disguising the eventual Madison Shep fallout because... Madison and Shep decide to eat gummies. They start talking about their differences. Shep actually apologizes. Madison doesn't accept it, but she's kind of like, maybe I'll accept it, you know? Like, things yeah. were kind of going in a decent direction there. Yeah, I thought, you know what? Madison kind of, inter- for someone who two of the cast members vehemently hated, I thought she integrated into the group, like, kind of well. Um, I thought it was a bold move for her to just be pounding gummies like it was no thing considering she's a mom and she's like on TV. I was like, oh, I don't know if that's the best look. By the way, but, I didn't know she was a mom till like the next episode. That's what Dan said. I was like, oh, I knew. Yeah, I oh, knew. I had no idea, but that just makes Austin's behavior with her like reprehensible. Yeah, it's it's the whole thing. I mean, look, she's loonier than a tune too. Like clearly she is unhinged. <laughs> seems seems like but it. She's a wild card. A wild card. Again, meant for reality TV. Dan is like, she is a star. <laughs> oh, does Dan like her? Dan, and by that, I mean, like, does he think she's a star? He thinks she's a star. He's like, I don't know if I like her or don't like her, but she should be on television. Like, she's good for the, this show. Um, I mean, she's not bad for it. No. I mean, think about it. Without her, what do we even have? She's creating tension. She's calling people out. She's... Yeah, I, I, she's she's yeah. eating, she's eating full gummies instead of dipping her toe in a half gummy. She's doing it on camera, like all that. Um, yeah. Couple hot takes before we get back to their blow up later. Shep and Whitney are huffing O2 tanks of Boost, which I thought was a nice product placement until Shep calls it a scam to the waiter. <laughs> I'm sure they also like how about the fact that Shep can't ski because he 
blew out his knee on a mechanical bull. I was like, Shep, you are so old. Like, stop yeah, being so old. Pretty, pretty pathetic. <laughs> It's like me being on television like, with so, my bad knee. Sorry, like, guys. <laughs> I fell off a mechanical bull. I can't go skiing. Yeah. It's like the whole trick is you yeah. guys are going skiing. Yeah, maybe Chef should have stayed home and filmed with Ashley, <laughs> which would have been great. Exactly. But not really. Um, so the next thing I wrote down is that Don, Don is learning how to ski. A lot of his boyfriend. He can't stop or turn on the bunny slope. And just kind of like plops into a heap to avoid hitting a fence. That was actually Don. the best the best thing Don's ever done. How about when Don woke up super hungover in the beginning of the episode? He's trying to find Eliza and he goes into Craig's or not Craig Austin's room and he's with Madison and he's like, Is Eliza in here? And he's like, No, Eliza's not in my bedroom. Uh, get out of here, you weirdo. And he left and Austin goes, He's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> Poor hashtag hilarious. And like, really quickly, just to get to the present tense, him and Eliza broke up, right? Oh, I don't know. Oh, Cindy, Cindy said that they broke up. Yeah, I mean, that's not surprising, I guess. Also, speaking of Cindy and speaking of Austin, because we just talked about both those people differently, Cindy wrote a text that said Austin's nipples are hideous or disgusting. <laughs> when, when would she have had exposure to that? Did I miss that in the episode? Or? He did have his shirt off when they were in the hot tub at one point and then when they went to the hot springs but I didn't notice his nipples I didn't either morning. maybe she's got some other like like maybe she saw something on the, on the gram or something I don't know but anyway when they went to when they went to that hot spring so my friend Mara um, and her husband do a ski trip every year and they went to where was it Colorado Springs Steamboat Springs they were in they Steamboat were. Springs yeah Steamboat Springs so they went there and so the one night her husband's like I have a surprise. It's going to be super romantic. We're going to go to the hot springs. And she was like, okay. So they go to the hot springs. And she's like, you get at night, you're, it's just like this wide open space. It's pitch black. There is like no lighting or anything. And you're just like lurking around in these hot tubs, <laughs> these hot springs. And it's pitch black. And some people don't have clothes on. She's like, it was a horrible. That's a hot. That's a hot take to walk into that not knowing all that, right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they knew what they were getting into. Uh, so it just made me laugh. The poor husband too. He's like trying to be a good guy, trying to take her, you know, something cool and new, and hopefully romantic, and then got a bunch of nude people. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you couldn't see your hand in front of your face, so like you're just like <laughs> walking through these hot springs. <laughs> That's a lot. Hoping you don't run into a wiener or something. Oh man, that's a lot of action. <laughs> Out. All right, I'm gonna cancel that for the. I'm gonna cancel that for the old vacation plans. Um, so Just listen. Go during the day. Yeah, I'm exactly. During the day. So me, meanwhile, back in Charleston, Ashley's penance. Sorry, Naomi's penance is getting rosé with Ashley, and Ashley still thinks she can apologize to Catherine, which is, I guess, my only favorite thing about Ashley is she still thinks after doing everything she did last year, like there's something to like talk about. Um, right. And it clearly. It, asking Naomi about it makes everybody uncomfortable, including Naomi. I just think Ashley lacks emotional intelligence and awareness completely. Yeah. And, again, I, I just thought it was great that they made Naomi film with her. She pounded, like, five rosés when she was there. Yes. Which is the right move if you're going to have to sit with uh, Ashley. Yeah, especially uh, if the show's picking up a tab. Just have six or seven and get an Uber home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
but yeah, again, what is there left to say, Ashley? Just just go off into the sunset, please. Correct. So the infused mm-hmm. dinner party, the butter's infused, oh. the salad dressing's infused. Shep says it tastes like victory, another great line from Stoned Shep, who we like better than regular Shep, uh, as terms of a TV character. Um, so, so I th- again, we, we, any highlights from you in terms of the dinner party? Obviously, Catherine was kind of pissed that Austin didn't ask her if it was okay. That makes sense to me. No big deal. I don't feel like it's riveting podcast material, but yeah, I thought it was weird that Catherine brought up like that old article or like the old thing that Whitney said about her from like three years ago. I, I know those things like on those websites they pop up like oh yeah. see what so and so said and then it's from like 2014 you're like why am I reading this so I know it's like clickbait but so maybe that's what it is it just like showed up on our feed or something like that but I thought that that was a little weird like why are we going back here correct um, also I while I didn't note Austin's nipples I do have a note here about <laughs> Craig's small nipples oh really <laughs> With a barfy emoji face next to it. So, evidently, a lot of the nipples are problematic on <laughs> That's a great note. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Um, so, speaking of Craig, right, him and Whitney, are their spats completely fake? Because I feel like they're always, like, chilling together they have good rapport, and then when they're in larger groups, Craig just like, yells at him or takes the high road on him being too rich or takes the high road on what he said about Catherine three years ago. And he's like, you got to go over there, man. Like, you know, I think it's like totally staged for Craig to just yell at Whitney. I think they might just secretly always be boys, and they just have decided that, like, Craig will yell at Whitney to move the plot sometimes. What do you think about that outlandish theory? Craig will yell at Whitney to move the plot along. Yeah, or to get something going because nothing's happening. I just feel like he goes zero to 60 on Whitney for like things that don't even involve him directly a lot. Yeah, I, I agree. I just think he has a bone to pick with like, I think what he, who he really wants to yell at is Shep, but like he is friends with Shep. And so I think he just takes out all that aggression and pent up feelings on Whitney. Yeah. Um, but it also could be just to spice things up a little bit. Could be. Gotcha. I don't I will, know if Craig's that smart to do it. But no, I don't think I Craig's doing see. it on his own. I'm wondering if the show, including Whitney, is like, hey, man, like, if this dinner party's slow, just friggin' yeah, we need someone to yell at Whitney. Happening. Yep, totally. I can see that happening. All right, nice. Thanks for backing up my, 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 my claim. Um, <laughs> I did think that the, the Watch What Happens live thing of Whitney calling Catherine a sociopath certainly has not aged well. No, it did not. Also, did who, not age well. who's in that clip who I totally forgot existed, but Landon the Dolphin Lady. Oh, Landon. Oh, my gosh. Remember when we used to have to suffer through her? Yes, and I can honestly say that reminded me of a reason that I think the show is better than it used to be, which I don't have to listen to her anymore. True. Remember when she thought she was in love with Shep? Like, that was so weird. That was such a, like, a desperate, like... Fake storyline. Yeah, like I'll do anything to get filmed. So we'll see if Shep goes for it. You know, um, right. totally agree. So I just like said, I said Craig loves to loves to blame and shame his male friends a lot, but I do think that like it's just, it's Craig. It's Craig being Craig to use a phrase. Um, okay, 
Episode 12, final episode. We're in the hot springs, the aforementioned disgusting at night hot springs. This is where I learned that Madison's a single mom. I wrote, did we already know that? Apparently we did, but Dan O'Brien didn't. I'm going to call that a push. Um, I was so kind of bored with this episode that I was flipping between an episode of Nova on PBS uh, wow. About Jupiter, which was fascinating. Anyway, <laughs> I wanted to point that in. <laughs> point that out. Um, Shep, Craig, Madison, chat about Austin. Um, Shep's accused of giving Danny an STI. We already mentioned that earlier. <laughs> so, first of all, what a devolvement that was. It's like Craig's chilling there. Danny's chilling there. Madison comes in to be like, hey, Craig and Shep, stop trying to poison the pill with me in Austin. And by the end of it, we talked about it at the top of the show tonight. <laughs> she accuses Shep of giving Danny chlamydia right in front of Danny. Yeah, so, you know, it was a good take by Cindy was she asked prior to the show via our text chain, we 100% believe that story about chlamydia, right? And I was like, absolutely. I mean, Shep, you could just tell. I mean, he was shook, for one. And also, he was, he's not a good actor. So he couldn't even play it off. Like, he would have been better off just being, like, just owning it, owning up to it and, like, giving it no air and just being like, yeah, and it happened eight years ago and why are you bringing it up now that's so weird and in front of Danny and it's embarrassing for her. He could have handled it so much better and instead he tried to deny it and it was very obvious that it did happen. Now, what I was like, I can't see Danny and Chef hooking up, but, but Cindy reminded me that they hooked up in season one. So this clearly happened a million years ago. Right. That should have been his play. That's how he should have handled it. And also, it. also like, he may or may not have done, like, given that particular venereal disease to Danny, but, you know, he may have given it, so who knows, right? But, like, yeah. Who knows, yeah. You, you literally could have said, like, you could have said, like, I haven't hooked up with Danny in eight years. Like, just, like, don't, don't even, like, don't even give credence to the premise of her statement and just be like, right. I haven't hooked up with Danny in eight years. Like, what are you doing? This is so desperate and weird. That's right. what I would have said. And That's then, what I would have said. Yeah, yeah, and then she went, obviously Danny's not happy at all, and Madison yells at Danny for smoking menthols. Yeah, and then she started trying to, like, it was so, like, leave her be. If she wants to smoke, smoke her menthol cigarettes, let her be. Right, and then Craig's on the couch smiling and filming it all. But you know what it brought me back to, and they actually showed it, like, later in the episode, was... Catherine and Madison like had a talk back in Charleston and they showed that season at Chef's Mountain House when uh, Catherine lost her mind on Whitney and, and Catherine was kind of like I get it, I've gone off, those guys will make you do it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah it was so great, I, I love that flashback, I actually think it was like when they went to Sea Island or like they were, cause remember like Craig, oh you're right, no again. you're 100% yeah. right, you're right, yeah it was like the night that Craig and Catherine like slept on the beach all night um, needless to say, she screamed and lost her crap on Whitney. I, I wrote, you know, Madison and Catherine could be a real lethal pair, like, if it works. Like, they could really, you expect them to be versus each other, but that's not been the case. They've kind of gravitated towards each other, yep. and they could really be a lot of fun You together. know what it is? And again, you can comment on this. I'm going to put it out there, because I'm not going to pretend I can walk in their shoes. But they're both moms, okay? Yeah. And, in yeah. This, and you're a mom. Now, you you are obviously happily married to Pundit Dan O'Brien, and 
but they are single moms. And so, you know, there's a there's probably a kinship not only to being a mother, but also to being kind of like going through the reality show thing, dealing with those frat house dudes who are in their thirties and having to raise your kids on the kids on the side. Like there just seems like so much more like they're both Southern. They're both, you know, like neither one of them are, it seems like they're trust fund kids. Even if Catherine came from a wealthy family, I don't think she grew up like super wealthy, you know? So yeah, they definitely have a lot more in common and the stakes are a lot higher for the two of them for sure. Yeah. So it makes sense that they're kind of aligned. If I, if I look at it like that, I think, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah. And then speaking of moms, Cameron, who says she's retired at some point in the episode, um, then takes Palmer to the aquarium with her own mother and is now magically happy to be a mom again after one trip to Colorado. And that's, it's that's so weird. Yeah. Like, as, the whole I, thing is weird. Yeah, I wrote, which is great, but also kind of cliche, methinks. Yeah, I don't know. I just, she did, didn't want to be a parent for so long. Now she's, a, then the, her whole story arc is just so tidy and I, and it doesn't feel authentic. It's like, like the beginning of the seat, the episode, you're like, oh my God, I got to get out of here. I can't be in my house. Like I need a break, blah, blah, blah. And then, then you have the break, then you're, then you're, you can't wait to get back. And I'm not saying that we don't all go through these emotions, but I don't know. It all felt a little inauthentic. Do you myself. think... This is her trying to wrap up with a bow why she's going to step away from the show after the season's over? Or after the reunion's over, I should say? Yeah, possibly. I can see her going into like more of like the, like a friend role. Like, like or a like a producer in. role, maybe. Like maybe they'll give her a credit as like, you know, like she'll still be the narrator maybe and she'll kind of pop in, but she won't be expected to be, you know, carry the mantle, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's pretty much what, what it is now. Correct. I just think they'll probably put it, like, they'll stop pretending that she's a central character of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, got to. Yeah. And then the last thing I had is just, like, Austin and Shep have their annual season head-to-head about really everything. Um, mm-hmm. I've since learned through Cindy again, always a good source for up-to-date info, that maybe it was you, Dara. Sorry if it was you. But Austin and Madison, current day right now, August of 2019, are back together again. Oh, they are. Oh, yeah. Cindy told me that, I think. I think Cindy told me that. Um, Wow. And so they're back together again. So Austin and Shep's talks, who cares? But again, like, uh, Austin, you know, this is also another case for, like, Austin not being on the show. Because the problem with you you and Madison not being able to be together is that you don't have to have a job and you go out and drink with these dudes every night. And then you wonder why your single mom girlfriend is mad at you for it. Right. Yeah. but it'd be, it's good for the show. Like, if they get back together and they're on, like, I wouldn't be surprised if she's angling just so that she can ensure that she's on the show next season, which is smart. Um, but it was such a weird, like, their whole conversation, Shep and Austin. Yeah. Uh, again, Shep with no self-awareness. None. Like, he's just not, he, he's not being coached well like Catherine's being coached really well on the side by whoever her PR people are or whatever right she's reading the the, the temperature of yes the room. yes he at one point said to Austin have you ever told her to shut the shut the f up yeah not um, not again I don't condone yeah. it I don't condone it period but that's definitely not something you say on the show yeah like I mean what what 
why would you say that? And and let alone when you're being filmed, like you just look like. And then he's like, she belongs in a honky tonk bar, talking to Tanya. Who did he did he say that? I don't even know who said that to. He said that to somebody at some point. I was like, yep, oh, yep, God. totally, totally. I mean, yeah. you're seeing chauvinism, you're seeing classism, and and, and you're yeah. doing it on TV on a channel, by the way, that I would guess most of the dudes watching it are not like like minded to that mentality. Because right. they're watching right. Bravo. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. Like we go through Lucky we go man. through sequences when I talk to you guys about commercials I've never seen anywhere else when I watch Bravo because I'm not the typical Bravo watcher. But like <laughs> you're not the core, yeah, the right. core audience. And like I'm offended by Shep, which means most people who are the core audience are probably incredibly like not only ha- uh, uh, offended but maybe haunted by the fact that he's allowed to go out there and make money saying things like that. Yeah, it's just really, uh, it was just a bad, bad look at the, uh, the whole thing was a bad look for him, as this whole season's been. Yeah, with the exception of going to Colorado and having some marijuana-infused dinner and being hilarious for, like, 20 minutes. Right, right, that part was fun. That was a a fun moment. (laughs) Also, my favorite moment of this entire episode, and maybe this whole season, which is really saying something, is when Craig is trying to talk his parents through... How to use technology? Yes. FaceTime. Yes. It was. It, I mean, if we all haven't had that moment. <laughs> yeah, so I was gonna great. say everybody. Everybody's been there, and you know, it's funny because you'll see these memes and stuff that's like the millennial generation doesn't know how to make a you know a, a wooden horse, and then somebody wrote back, <laughs> "Well, do the baby boomers know how to log on to the internet?" <laughs> like you know, it's, every generation <laughs> yeah. has their strengths and weaknesses, folks. <laughs> Right. It was very funny. I just, I felt like I was on the phone with Dan's parents. <laughs> well, did you restart? Did you reboot the router? Um, okay. Unplug it, then plug it back in. Hit the power button. <laughs> so did you, funny. yeah, did you write capital A or lowercase A? You know, yeah. So, <laughs> so you never know with those modems, man. <laughs> That's fair, and that's you know that's yeah that's you know the good news is Craig, as detached from reality as he as he is sometimes he actually grew up pretty normal so yeah yeah Craig's ham and egg in it for the rest of us. Um, <laughs> well, we're definitely gonna do a reunion show podcast, and yeah. whatever episodes of the season may remain, there's probably two or three left, maybe or one or two, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But you know maybe we should rally at some point this this summer slash fall and do some. Dip our toes into the below deck world, man. I'm just back to the beginning of the pod. I'm really excited about that show, man. I'm really excited about... Oh, oh, here's what I wanted to say. Another news from Cindy Harrington. Shep was hanging out with the girl who's the not-cook cook on Below Deck Mediterranean. Yes, so I know that. So well, did you tell us that? Sorry. This. Yeah, but no, I he posted an Instagram yep. of it. I think there were like a bunch of Bravo celebrities hanging out in the Hamptons this weekend. Got it. But he posted it, and I think he met her on Watch What Happens Live the one time that she was on, and he had been on like the previous night. So I think he was in the audience, and then they went out afterwards. Um, it doesn't seem to be anything romantic that I can tell. Got it. I, I don't well, think I, I, I mean, maybe it's romantic for him. Maybe he likes. Yeah, her. I was gonna say she she doesn't need that. No, 
No, I don't think that that would be somebody that she would be attracted to, if I had to guess. Me neither, me neither. So, chef falling further down the Bravo Liberty ladder. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The the third steward, steward who's now the the fake chef of the Sirocco yacht, doesn't have time for you, chef. Go back to your bad piece of land, 3.5 acres on the damn swamp. (laughs) Yeah. Um... So that's where we're at. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. Well, good stuff. Uh, Dara, thanks for coming on here solo, like the old days. Like the old days. We'll have to get Cindy on for the for the finale. We, oh, we've got no to have all, all hands on deck for that one. No question. Well, one of the reasons we wanted to try to get you on last week was because I was up in Boston, and we, we felt like it's it's even more fun when, when a few of us are in the same room together. It, it would be ideal, most ideal, if we could all three of us be in the same room to recap it. We'll, we'll see if we can ever get there. But either way, um, Cindy will be back for the finale, everybody. Dara, stick around for a minute. We'll catch up. Thanks for being on. Great work, as always, with Southern Charm. And like I said, everybody, we're back for whatever episodes remain of Season 6 plus the reunion shows sooner than later. PhilipBusterFreestyle.com. Thanks for listening, Dara. Thanks for being on. Thanks, Gav. Had a great time.